You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions and happy holidays. Hopefully everybody is spending some Yuletide cheer. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And boy, do we have a show for you tonight. We are talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens, Daddy's Home, Thomas Edison, and Alvin and Chipmunks The Road Trip. Right now, we have a very special guest for you tonight. We have entrepreneur Lainey Lazari. She was on Shark Tank and she's the CEO of the all-natural skincare company, Simple Sugars. Lainey, we are happy to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. So, I am a huge fan of Shark Tank. I love it. It's just fun to watch a show. So, first of all, let's tell tell us about the experience of being on Shark Tank and pitching your idea for Simple Sugars. Yeah, well, it was a really, really crazy experience to go and pitch on the show. When I went and presented my company, Simple Sugars, I was just 18 years old. So, I was one of the youngest people that they had ever had on the show by themselves before when I went on and, and pitched. So, it was definitely quite a crazy situation to be in. It's very, be a little bit intimidating going on there and presenting a business at any age, but especially when, you know, you're one of the youngest people to ever do it. But it was a lot of fun at the same time and ended up working out really well because I ended up walking away with an investment from Mark Cuban. Well, I can only imagine pitching to these really, I, I believe, intimidating entrepreneurs on themselves, very successful. So what thoughts go through your mind when you think, okay, you got to focus focus on pitching this idea. So what do you focus on when you're pitching Simple Sugars? It was definitely a little bit intimidating, but it wasn't anything too out of the ordinary because when I went and pitched on Shark Tank, I had already had my business up and running for about seven years. So I really, you know, knew that I I knew what I was doing and had done many, many pitches in my life before that. So kind of the way I tried to look at it was just as just another pitch. And I tried to kind of, um, you know, realize that even though I was going and pitching to these billionaires in this really (laughs) intense TV situation, I tried to look at it just as if I was pitching my business to anyone else that I that I had pitched it to in the past, whether it was someone who was going to buy my products, whether it was a customer. And of course, it was, you know, the most important pitch of my life. But I tried to kind of just take it one step at a time. And I realized that I knew my business better than anyone else did. So I felt very prepared for it going into it. I I can only imagine. I mean, you're 18. And how calm you were with just pitching this idea very inspiring now let's go into simple sugars i guess a nice question to segue into this is what was the spark of inspiration to start this company yeah i started simple sugars back in 2005 and i started making the products for myself originally because ever since i was a baby i had eczema and really really sensitive skin and i was always at the dermatologist office looking for something that would work for me and i had tried pretty much everything that was out there 
and was never able to find something that would help my my sensitive skin problems. So I got really fed up with it and decided that I was going to do some research and figure out how to make my own products that would be all natural and safe for my sensitive skin. So I got on the internet and started researching and had my mom buy me some ingredients because at the time when I made the first products, I was 11 years old. So I was really, really young back then. But I had my mom order in some ingredients for me and I started playing around with things and made the very, very first Simple Sugars products in my kitchen and used them on myself. And for the first time in my entire life, they completely cleared up my eczema. So I started giving them out to friends and family and that was how it all began. Very touching story. And I I can kind of relate because my mother has eczema as well. And it was a hard childhood growing up with it. And she talks about how it was, it just, it hurts. It really does. And now talking to you opens my eyes to, hey mom, I got a product over here. I just talked to the CEO of Simple Sugars. So maybe we can go out and buy some products, which is fantastic. So that's nice, awesome. A nice um, little holiday gift for my mother. Oh, yeah. They make really, really cute gifts. So I'm looking um, to go into business because I want to go into filmmaking. And of course, you need, to, I, you need, I believe that if any career you need to go into, you need to learn some sort of business side of career to understand Very how to work true. with money. What would you say your biggest advice to not just entrepreneurs, but just any person who wants to run a business of some sort? I would say that my number one piece of advice is that you, you know, have to be prepared to be extremely committed. I have been doing my business for the past 10 years. So it's definitely not the kind of thing that happens overnight. So you have to really be prepared to be in it for the long run. And you can't be someone who kind of wants to get into it to try to make money quick or anything like that, because you really, really have to be prepared to commit yourself to to your business, because it really does, you know, become a 24 hour a day, seven day a week job. So you really, really have to be prepared to, you know, invest that much of your time and invest that much of yourself into it if you want to be successful. Definitely. That's a great advice for people who want to go out there and make the mark on the world with their wonderful businesses. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're talking to Lainey Lazari from Shark Tank and also talking about the films Star Wars Force Awakens, Daddy's Home, Thomas Edison, and Alvin and Chipmunks, The Road Trip. We're going to continue talking to Lainey about her business, Simple Sugars. So, Lainey, what would you say would be one of the most challenging parts of running a business? Well, I think that I've, first of all, gone through a lot of different phases of running this business, which have all brought their own new challenges along with them. And, you know, I would say when I first started out, my biggest challenge was always getting people to take me seriously, because I was really, really young. And a lot of the time, you know, people would think it was really, really cool or like cute that I had my own business when I was, you know, just a young girl. But uh, when I would go to try to work with them, it, it in a, you know, very real business sense, uh, they wouldn't really take me seriously. And that was something that I really struggled with a lot in the beginning. And that's something that, of course, has kind of gone away as I've gotten older and as I've learned more because I've been able to prove myself a little bit more as time has gone on. So it's definitely something that I struggled with a lot in the beginning, but that has become, you know, less of an obstacle as I've continued to grow the business and as I've gotten older myself. You know, I would also say that one of our biggest obstacles that we faced especially as a result of our exposure on Shark Tank has been keeping up with our growth. After our segment aired on Shark Tank originally, we ended up getting one of the largest responses that any company has ever received to the from the show. So we went from a company of two people. Um, at the time when we went on the show, it was just me. And then I had a part-time employee and my mom was working for me and I had two in, two unpaid interns. So that was our entire company when we went on the show. And we 
we went on and ended up getting about 20,000 orders in just a matter of a couple of days. So we grew extremely, extremely fast and had to figure out how to keep up with all of that growth, which was complete insanity to say the least. (laughs) And definitely one of the biggest challenges I have ever faced in my entire life. It was really fun at the same time. And it was really exciting because, you know, I had worked for like seven years to get to that point and, you know, wanted the business to grow as quickly as possible. But it was definitely a very stressful time and a huge challenge to be able to figure out how to keep up with all of the demand for our product, especially because we do all of our own manufacturing. So all of our products are made completely by hand at our facility in Pittsburgh. So not only did we have to hire people to handle things like customer service and filling orders, but we actually had to hire people to come in and make the products so we could get them out to the customers. So that was definitely one of the biggest challenges I've ever faced was just, you know, figuring out how to keep up with all of that growth after we were on Shark Tank. Well, certainly. And and I do have to mention that I understand that, I mean, it's hard to be taken seriously when you're a very young entrepreneur. And I mean, 18 and creating their own business, that's like saying uh, kids running their own radio show. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's a lot of challenges. And I mean, it always depends on your situation. But with all these challenges you go through, and uh, I mean, of course, it's exciting to see your business grow. But what makes it all pay off? I mean, at the end of the day, with all the calls and all the account, uh, keeping up with the uh, accounting, everything, which is what's the big payoff for you personally? Yeah, well, I would say there's two things. First thing is that now it's something that's been a goal for Simple Sugars ever since I, I started back in my basement has been that I one day wanted to become a company that has a really great company culture where our employees really love their jobs and love coming to work every day. I very much believe that you shouldn't have to choose between having a job you love and a life you love. And I think a lot of people end up having to make that decision where they feel like, you know, they have, they take a job that they hate and they drag themselves to work every day and kind of like suffer through their eight hours because they have to have a job. And I really, really believe that it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. So I kind of really wanted to more than, you know, the goals of growing Simple Sugars and getting more sales and things like that. I, I really wanted to turn Simple Sugars into a company where we could prove that you could create a company culture where people could love their jobs and still be productive and still have a successful company, but where people, you know, would be happy and wouldn't have to make that choice between, like I said, having a job they love and having a life they love. And now that we have a team here at Simple Sugars, we have about 20 employees right now. And we have really started to develop this company culture. And, you know, we're starting to see that I, you know, I have employees who have said to me that they honestly feel a little bit sad when they have to go home at the end of the day, (laughs) because they love their job so much. And that is one of the most fulfilling things for me, because I mean, that kind of makes it all worth it when someone comes in and tells me that because that's really what we're ultimately trying to accomplish. So that's extremely, extremely fulfilling. And, you know, definitely one of the biggest things that kind of makes it all worth it. Well, it's your story is truly inspiring, not just from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but just for any successful career or life standpoint. So I thank you very much, Lainey, for sharing your story with us and sharing Simple Sugars with us. Oh, thank you so much. It was so great to share it with you. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
To become a Kids First Film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. This is David Cordani, CEO of Cigna. For more than 20 years, Cigna has worked with the March of Dimes to address premature births in the U.S., Thank you for taking time to learn more about how you could support March for Babies in 2015. Premature births cause horrible suffering and cost billions of dollars each year. That's why Cigna is committed to raising funds and awareness through our employees, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies. Please join us in supporting the March for Babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. It was worth it. The hype was like so real if you looked on any site on the internet there will be something about star wars and i think it was worth it the special effects they're amazing the actors it is so good to see mark hamill carrie fisher harrison ford all back together with new people like daisy ridley and a whole bunch of other great characters daisy ridley she she absolutely stole the show and I'm predicting she's going to win an Oscar for her role. The story itself was clearly amazing. J.J. Abrams, he did quite a nice job recreating Star Wars and bringing it back to life. And I have to say that I enjoyed it quite a lot. Only a few moments do I have small criticism. Otherwise, I'd say the film is perfect. I'm very relieved because I was actually afraid that all this hype, all this anticipation, and it was just going to let people down. But I'm so happy it didn't. I mean, I already have prepaid with tickets, so I guess I'm going to with my friends. Now, Nathaniel, what were your impressions of it? Uh, for the first time, uh, since I know Jerry's a huge fan, are you a huge fan of Star Wars? Yeah, actually, I tried to watch all of the Star Wars before this to get ready, but I only made it through one, two, and four. The the prequels or the prequels. original ones? The prequels. Well, like the kind of the original one, the A New Hope. Oh, okay. Fantastic seeing the best films. I think that's good for you. Good for you. So now having some pre-knowledge about Star Wars and seeing the films, what did you think of this movie? It's really good, but in some ways it's not like the others. Part that I didn't really like about it is that it all of it is action and it's kind of hard to keep up with the storyline. I totally understand. Sometimes the very big special effects can be a little bit distracting for the story. Uh, so, Jerry, 
I mean, without giving too much away, actually, not too much, don't give anything away. The story, did you feel like that, did it blend in with the other films, or do you feel like it's going to continue and actually make more Star Wars? Make more Star Wars. I already know that's the next episode to finish the cliffhanger, which I will not spoil. If you want to see what happens, you're going to have to go check it out in theaters, but I'm sure you guys, everybody who's listening already saw it. But it's quite an adventure, and it has a lot of twists and turns, and it does continue the story very well. As simple as I'm going to say, it's 20, 30 years after the last film they are rising again some people are missing some people are there you're just gonna have to really find out the story for yourself I can't exactly say a lot just because of how much. If you look on any side about what the story is for Star Wars, that's pretty much all I can say. It's it's quite exciting. I can only imagine. Now, Nathan, you talked about the special effects. What did you like about the action in this film since this is, it's I think it's a little bit better with special effects than the ones in the 70s. I really like the special effects. The lightsabers are just as good as they always are. There's many new twists on this Star Wars, but everything's great. None of it looks charming and the editing is almost perfect. I'm surprised that someone like you would actually focus on the editing. That's really cool. How old are you again, Nathaniel? I am nine, and I'm going to turn ten in January. Nine going on ten, and you're you're already focusing on the editing. I didn't even think about the editing. That's really cool. A new thing that I saw in The New Hope, every time that someone turned a lightsaber on, I could tell that they switched, because I looked, and then I saw it go to a different angle. Nothing gets past you, Nathaniel. I know when next time I talk to a, a film with you, I know that I'm going to ask Nathaniel, did you catch that? Because you got a keen eye, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> You're quite welcome. So, Nathaniel, what would you say your favorite character is? Probably Finn. And as you can see on the poster, he is the new Jedi. Like the kind of Jedi from this. Mm-hmm. And probably BB-8. Uh, even though he's a droid, he does have a big part in, this, in it. Well, BB-8 looks absolutely adorable. He looks like a nice substitution for R2. Which, I don't believe. I don't know if he's in this, the film or not. Jerry, is R2 in this film? Or am I? Or are we going to get something away if he is? I'm just going to say this. He's in the poster, so he can make the rest up. Okay, making sure I was unsure. And he's also in the trailer alert, actually. If you look carefully, he's also in the trailer. So, you're gonna have to use the brain, because like I said, something this big of a... It's not that easy to say nothing without spoilers. Of course, definitely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakeslee, and we're still talking about the films Alvin and Chipmunks, The Road Trip, Thomas Edison, and also Star Wars Force Awakens. And we're gonna continue our conversation with Jerry Nathaniel. Now, Jerry, I gotta ask. We have a lot of the classically adorable. He looks like a nice substitution for R2, which I don't believe, I don't know if he's in this f- the film or not. Jerry, is R2 in this film, or am I, or are we gonna get something away if he is? I'm just gonna say this, he's in the poster so he can make the rest up. Okay, making sure I was unsure. And he's also him. in the trailer alert, actually. If you look carefully, oh, yeah. he's also in the trailer, so you're gonna have to use the brain, because like I said, something this big of a, it's not that easy to say nothing without spoilers. Of course, definitely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and we're still talking about the films Alvin and Chipmunks, The Road Trip, Thomas Edison, and also Star Wars Force Awakens. And we're going to continue our conversation with Jerry Nathaniel. Now, Jerry, I gotta ask, we have a lot of the classic cast in here. We got Harrison Ford, we got Carrie Fisher. What do they, do you feel like they add a good nostalgia to the story? Or do you feel like they're just, they're just there to please the, f- I mean, I'm all for keeping Harrison Ford as on Solo, and I'm happy he's in the film, but I'm just wondering. You know, I don't think that they are there for the fans. I saw a lot of moments 
where it's meant for just the fans. Like, there are so many references, so many lines that were in the first, not the prequels, episode four, five, and six, that the fans would just love. But I think that they're there to really continue the story smoothly, because if Luke Skywalker, Leia, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher just kind of suddenly disappeared, then it would be a little bit interesting, because this only takes place 10, 20 years. So I think that they did a pretty good job, and then they did a lot of context clues, which I like and uh, hate, because Star Wars isn't usually meant for its context clues, but they did a lot of context clues to kind of show where the characters went the last 20 years. Like, they talk about Leia and Han's relationship a little bit, and then they talk about uh, Luke a little bit. I won't spoil mm-hmm. too much, I'm just gonna say that much. Thank you. Now, Nathaniel, what's really exciting about this, it's not only does it does this, I feel like this film is for the fans, I feel like this film is for a new generation of Star Wars, besides the prequel. Like, an, a fresh start, a movie to continue a new saga of sci-fi epicness. So, do you feel like this film could be our generation of Star Wars and actually maybe a classic? Yeah, I don't want to give away too much, but I'm going to say it's rare in the series. In the others compared to this, this one's a lot more different from them than they are from each other. But I don't want to give too much away, so that's all I'm going to say. Of course, and I thank you very much for trying. This is by far one of the most exciting but also vague interviews, because you, t- I mean, this is one of those films you just, you can't give anything away. It's so hard to, so that's why people go <laughs> check out the film so maybe we can have a deeper conversation about it and hopefully we can actually solve some answers now jerry well, oh yeah sorry nathaniel you were saying well, so- something that i really liked was it had the same classic beginning where it says star wars and then it kind of says like an intro for about it which i'm glad that it was bringing back some of the original films in that and i also was really excited because come on it's the new star wars of course it is a new Star Wars, and it's nice to also have a little bit of the, the vintage side-scrolling text and everything, and that's always great, not just for the fans, but for people who love Star Wars in general. Now, Jerry, I really want to ask, since you saw this in theaters, what was the atmosphere like in, in the theater? I mean, that's a really good question to ask, but when I first saw Avengers, the atmosphere was so full of fans who loved Marvel. What was the atmosphere of Star Wars? Well, everybody had a different Star Wars shirt. I was wearing my Star Wars Force Awakens shirt from D23, and there was a lot of clapping. Every time, when Han Solo appeared, when Carrie Fisher appeared, there was clapping, clapping. When a few other characters characters appear. There was a lot of clapping and it was just kind of very happy. The thing is about Star Wars, it's going to take like a good few months before <coughs> critics really get down to the barren bones because everybody's just kind of like on adrenaline and adrenaline. Finally, for the first time in 10 years, we have a new Star Wars fan on yes. film. We need to watch it and enjoy it as much as possible. So it was a very positive attitude. Like I said, a lot of clapping, a lot of cheering. When the credits first rolled down, like about explaining the story and all of that, there was so much clapping. Episode V I I appear. No, it's just amazing, especially in 3D. It gives a very unique feel because I'm pretty sure that episode 1, 2, and 3 even wasn't in the- 3D. Very nice feel. That's why I love going to movie theaters. Especially, and these are one of those special times in movie history where you're able to be in a film and in a in a theater and people are so excited and so hyped that there's cheering, there's clapping. I mean, usually more, in some movies, you people are silent and they don't really clap. The only thing you hear is sometimes laughter. But this, films like this... People People are so excited that they don't care if you hear clapping. They, they're excited so much for this film, and I'm happy that 
it did please both of you. And I'm glad it pleased the fans. So, thank you so much, Jerry and Nathaniel, for talking about Star Wars Force Awakens. I was really excited for this interview. I was really happy that I got to tell someone about it. Because <laughs> we're literally not allowed to tell anyone until the day it comes out. Since it's such a big deal. Oh, yeah. So, definitely. And thank you very much, Jerry. Do I really need to say it? You probably already saw the film. But for people who haven't seen it, what are you doing? Go buy. Go buy the tickets. Watch Star Wars Force Awakens. Go. Flee. So, with that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and you're listening to Kids First Company Attractions, which is sponsored by End Circle Entertainment, Thomas Edison. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Hi, I'm Rick Osick with Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies? That's why we support the March of Dimes in the fight against premature birth. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment programs, and outreach to help moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Learn how you can help save babies' lives at marchofdimes.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back everyone i'm brandon Silla, and you're listening to kids first coming attractions been talking about simple sugars from lanny lazari's company we've also been talking about star wars the force awakens with jerry and nathaniel and we will be talking about daddy's home thomas edison's secret lab and alvin the chipmunks all right so right now we're going to be talking to ryan about daddy's home ryan thanks for being here it's a great pleasure to be here all right awesome just talk to us real quick about the plot for daddy's home the plot of this movie is actually based off of Brian Burns the screenwriter's perspective of being a stepfather and in this movie Will Ferrell kind of portrays it of Brian Burns and in this movie Will Ferrell's character named Brad he's a stepdad was really hard for him to be accepted by his stepkids and he finally does the real dad Dusty who's played by Mark Wahlberg comes in and it starts to mess with Brad 
and his relationship with the kids. So there's a dad off going on and it's like head to head. That's how the movie is. I don't want to spoil the ending. So that's majority of the film. Oh, it's interesting that one of the screenwriters is like, that's his perspective of it. That's interesting. So this movie was the second movie to have Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg co-star in it. So from your perspective, how was their, I would say, you know, connection on screen? because they've worked together before. How was that, you know, to the audience? I felt like the connection, how they got along so perfectly, came along in the film because the movie was very hilarious and there was, like, many jokes in it. And I felt like they worked perfectly together. And this movie was a huge success. And it was very good how they worked together because it made the film more funny. All right, cool. About going back to comedy, you know, I know Will Ferrell from, like, Anchorman and those type of movies, Talladega Nights. But I saw that this movie was uh, PG-13 rated. So I thought originally that, oh, well, could constrict Will Ferrell because Will Ferrell's comedy is very it's very high demand, very high energy. So how did it feel in this movie? In this movie, when the jokes were starting to happen, it was mostly more natural. And it wasn't like how he usually makes jokes. It's more like related to the movie and it was like very appropriate well some of the jokes and it kind of related to what was going on and it wasn't really inappropriate good glad to hear all right so you know stepping aside from Farrell and Wahlberg it has movie has a really funny cast like uh, Hannibal Burris Paul Shear. so how did the supporting actors you know how did that work out into the film I have to say the supporting characters one of the characters that stole the show was Hannibal he played Griff in the movie and he mostly stole the show that's what a lot of people that's what my like everyone in the audience was saying and so was i because when i went to the screen a lot of people were like thinking he stole the show and i agree with the audience because it was hilarious and the kids in the movie it was like so funny how they were showing jokes and it was very funny the comedy and in general how the sporn characters made the scenario going on funny oh good to hear because like I, I read the cast and it's like wow there's a lot of funny people on this movie so you know it seems like it would be funny naturally so this movie it's not so much technically jaw-dropping it's dialogue based it's more comedy based so you know if you could just nitpick and see like you know maybe one or two things that you found technically as far as like lighting and audio and sound stuff like that like what was technically a thing that caught your eye there was this one scene and it was with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell um, there was a scene for a commercial and one of the characters was singing and that caught my attention because that did not sound like the actor who sang it and it just sounded so weird and it made me laugh so hard and that oh. caught my attention because it was like lip singing but the song was very interesting how the person sang it. Alright cool. It seems like Mark Wahlberg just comes off as a really like cool guy and stuff so to, to hear that he's a good actor as well it's comforting you know. Going on that note you actually got uh, to go to the red carpet of this movie, correct? Well, yes, I did. Awesome. So um, so name just a few people that you got to meet um, on that event. So people I interviewed and met were Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, Linda Cardellini. She played Sarah, Brad's wife, and Mark Wahlberg's character, Dusty's ex-wife. And I also got to interview the kids, Owen Vaccaro and I think I forgot the girl who played but I also got to interview them and Hannibal Uris. 
All right, cool. All right, who is the coolest to interview or to meet? I would have to say the coolest would be... It's in between Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. They're both... Hmm. Like, when I got to interview them, they were like... They made me laugh at the end after I was done interviewing them. And it's hard to choose. It's between those two. All right, awesome. Was it that Will Ferrell was just high energy or was he cool? Like, what um, what would you describe him as? He had a lot of, like, high energy. Well, not, like, ecstatic, really, but he was very relaxed and he was very nice to talk to and that's all I could say and he was also funny because at the end after I interviewed him it was very fun funny at the end because he said a joke that and I was like laughing all right so what would you give this uh, movie as far as rating goes I give it five out of five stars because I felt like this movie was perfect this movie was very perfect for families but not like for little kids maybe for like preteens and teens maybe because this movie is rated PG-13 and it does like have some inappropriate content like that like profanity and like mild violence sort of like not violence but like mild language as far as far as like a star rating what would you give it oh i give i give this movie five out of five stars because this movie was amazing you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network today we're talking about daddy's home thomas edison's secret lab and alvin the chipmunks the road chip and right now i'm talking to morgan about thomas edison's secret lab so morgan how are you doing i'm great how are you awesome so just talk to us a little bit about uh, thomas edison's secret lab as far as the plot goes the plot was really cute because it was basically to teach kids about science and how to really like enjoy science it was really cool because like it came in eight different episodes but dunkin donuts no bolts for von bolt slime time if the fossil fits it takes one to grow one smells like teen stink fashion jeans and zero chemistry okay interesting so explain to me here because i'm a little confused is it is it a film is it like a is it like a series like what is it it's actually a tv show but okay. the, but they put it on dvd okay i see all right so that's what i really like about it is that littler kids could be able to watch it and watch like one episode a day or if you're older like 14 or 15 you could watch it for 90 minutes which is the entire video and watch them all like back to back to back which was really i really like the way that they set that up okay interesting like it opens up a very big audience so it's basically like like binge watching uh, in, yes. in essence. All right, cool, cool. So, okay, so the name of it, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab. So how is Thomas Edison portrayed in this, in this series? Thomas Edison is actually this scientist that is basically he's projected by Alva, who is a machine. And what she does is she like projects Thomas Edison and like him and flashbacks and stuff. So it's kind of like watching him on a movie, except like he can walk around and stuff and actually talk to the kids about their problems and help them solve it. And and one of the awesome things is is that Alva, who's the machine that projects projects him she can also send the kids into different like time periods so that way they could be able to go and talk to amazing people like louis pasteur and all um all these other people who like created clones and stuff and be able to talk to them so that way they can be able to figure out and solve their problems i'm getting like a, a magic school bus kind of vibe from it that that's cool it's cool all right so um so describe the animation because i i look at it i see like it's really 
quirky like? How would, how would you describe the animation? I would say that the animation is kind of old school and the knowing all the work that went into this into making the film is still hard to watch the style because the graphics today are like just amazing and really you can be able to see them better and it was definitely not as advanced as the newer cartoons that we today see and I think that with better graphics and animation, it might reach a larger audience. But other than that, I think it definitely had cute graphics and animation that was kind of cute and quirky. So I agree with you there. Okay, so you're saying that it has has its limits. Yes. Um, okay. So all right. So talk to us about those limits. Like, what did you when watching this? What did you find odd? What did you find that you said? Well, maybe they could fix that. Maybe they could improve on that. The voices. The voices, I kind of think <laughs> they could definitely improve. Because it seemed like adults were trying to act like kids. And they were really high-pitched and squeaky. Like watching like two mice trying to talk to each other for like an hour <laughs> and a half. And that kind of was annoying, but... Other than that, it was cute. And I would say that there was a lot of friends of mine that are child actors that do voiceover that I think could have fit the role a bit better than who they chose to pick for the roles. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Just real quick, uh, what would you give uh, as far as a rating go? I would give it four stars that are doing science because other than that, it was just the little hints, hints and misses in this film. But I did learn a lot, and that's why I would definitely put it the age range of 7 to 14, because even though it's cute and quirky for little kids, it still is like these gigantic scientific words that they would never understand. But the bigger kids would learn a lot, and they would also be able to pronounce the words and know what they meant and stuff. So I think that it would be like, it opens up a good variety and audience. So it's got some things that I can improve on and stuff. Okay, And not to mention the little music videos that they had. Those were like adorable, and they would literally had like music videos that were easy to sing along to and you could literally just sing along and it would be like a song about what the video was so that way if like you ever forgot the video you would remember the song because it's kind of catchy and you could literally sing to it because it kind of had like the words pop out of nowhere the scientific words that they use throughout the film and the show so you could like technically it was just adorable because you'd be like oh there's the word that i learned today and then like you could spell it in a binder or something all right sounds cool sounds cool uh let's take a break I'm Brandon Silla, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Tim Austin, Senior Vice President of Kmart. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S. As a business leader, I know that babies born very sick or too soon cost businesses billions of dollars each year. That's why Kmart is committed to raising funds through our employees, customers, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. This is Holly Thomas, Group Vice President of Cause Marketing for Macy's. Our company is working together with the March of Dimes through March for Babies to raise money and awareness about the serious problem of premature birth in the U.S., That's why Macy's is committed to raising funds through our employees, customers, family, and friends to improve the health of moms and babies everywhere. Won't you please join us in March for Babies? Start a team today at marchforbabies.org. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back everyone i'm brian Sella, and you are listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking to lenny lazari about simple sugars we've also been talking about star wars the force awakens daddy's home and thomas edison's secret lab but right now we're going to talk about alvin and the chipmunks the road chip with Haley. Haley, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. Just talk to us real quick about uh, the plot for this Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Well, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore, Theodore believe that David, Dave is going to propose to his new girlfriend in Miami and dump them. So they have three days to try to get to Miami and stop the proposal so they don't get dumped and lose Dave and gain a new terrible stepbrother. And then they go through a series of difficulties that happen along the way. And it just makes the trip a terrible trip because they sometimes try to get there, but it never happens. And sometimes there is a lot of complications. Oh, cool. I didn't, feel, I didn't know it was, uh, it was in Miami. I got I to gotta watch that now. I got to yeah. represent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk to us uh, real quick because I know that I've seen a couple of the Alvin and Chipmunks movies. I know that music is a big thing in the movie. How was the music in this one? The music was amazing. There are so many songs that have been hit songs on the radio. And it's just so cute because it has a high voice because they're Alvin and the Chipmunks. And it makes the songs even better. And I just love the music. It makes the story come alive. All right, cool. And talk about cuteness. How cute are the chipmunks? They are adorable. Theodore is my <laughs> favorite character because he's so cute. Mm, awesome, awesome. Another thing that I saw was that it had a really awesome cast as far as actors and actresses. It has you know Anna Faris, uh, Kaylee Kuko from Big Bang Theory, Christina Applegate. You also have Justin Long, uh, people like that. So how did the voice acting bring the characters to life? I thought the voice acting was amazing, and it definitely brought Alvin, Simon, and Theodore alive because they're like the main part of the movie, and they're just funny. Like I love them. Cool. You know, I touched real quick on the um, on the cuteness of the chipmunks and stuff. Uh, how are the how is the animation? Because like I know that it's really detailed with like the fur and stuff like that. But from your perspective, how was that? The animation was great. They actually look like chipmunks and that you can actually talk to them through the screen. And Justin Long, who plays Alvin, he says he has a fun time playing Alvin because it's always fun um, doing the voiceover for him. And he loves it. Oh, cool, cool. I'm a big fan of Justin, so that's, so that's good to hear. So you were talking about uh, Justin Long. Um, so bring up a quick point. You went to the red carpet of this movie, correct? Yes, and I right. got to meet the director, um, Justin Long. And some other characters from the movie. You know, uh, how was it talking to uh, Walt Becker, the director? It was fun because he told me a little bit how they shoot Alvin and the Chipmunks. They shoot stuffed animals and sometimes they shoot air and they have to have the voiceover people standing behind talking as if they were the characters in the movie. 
So it was kind of cool. I got to learn more about it. Oh, that's really cool. I kind of like, you know, kind of like the old Star Wars movies that they would have, like the clay props and stuff. Huh, so that's, all right, that's cool. That's cool. So you said that you got to talk to some of the voice actors. Who was the coolest to talk to? Well, I only got to talk to Justin Long, who plays Alvin, because the rest of them weren't on the red carpet. Oh, okay. All right. So then, so then how was it talking to him? He was really funny. He kept messing with me. Hmm. And then he showed me how he talks like Alvin because they talk about how he does the script and then he talks in a higher voice and then he has to talk really slow so when they speed it up it sounds like a high voice like alvin and it sounds normal interesting interesting so they edit around with the voice okay that's cool cool okay so then going uh to um to editing how was that in the film and then just in general how are the technical aspects like lighting, the audio, stuff like that, the camera angles, how was that? I think they brought it together and made a really good movie because everything seemed so real as if all the characters were talking to the chipmunks. So I think the director did a good job directing the movie. Okay. What else stood out to you just as far as, um, you know, things like writing, uh, the screenplay? Uh, Definitely, I would... You know, the music writing, uh, how would you say th- those things stood out? Can you repeat the question? No, that, you know, things like um, the, the producing, the directing, the writing, how did those things stand out? They stood out because there was a lot of comedy in there. And so all the scripts they that written that was written made it sound really funny. And I just loved it. You just have to see the movie because there's so many comedy and jokes. All right, sounds cool. It sounds like a sounds like a fun movie. Uh, you're is. listening to what? Oh, I just said it is. Oh, <laughs> all right. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Simple Sugars, Daddy's Home, Thomas Edison's Secret Lab, and right now Alvin the Chipmunks with Haley. So, Haley, you mentioned real quick about the comedy. You know, how was that? How, how What kind of comedy did they have? Um, there was a bunch of comedy on how um, they were teaming up with the stepbrother to try to get David's girlfriend from stopping the proposal. And it talked about how the chipmunks had shorter legs and how they can barely walk and um, how they were walking down to another bus stop, but they couldn't. So he had to climb up on there. And it was just a lot of really funny. Okay, cool. Oh, all right, a little bit cruel, but okay. So, as far as the, as far as what this uh, movie, what this movie audience is for, would it be for kids? Would it be for everyone? I think this movie would be for everyone because it has jokes that even the adults will laugh at. And Red Fu, the DJ who plays in the movie, he is hilarious. So both children and um, adults and just everybody will love it. It's just a funny movie and. It has a lot of comedy. So it's a really good family movie. It doesn't really have... It's not really geared towards kids that much. It's something that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, it's a family movie for everybody. Okay, cool, cool. Would Would you say that there are any real flaws in this movie? Actually, I love this movie. I, say, I would say there's no flaws. They made it perfectly. It's just amazing. It's the best... 
Alvin and the Chipmunks movie so far wow, that I've seen. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. No, like, technical things that that kind of stood out to you. What about the voices? Would you say that maybe some people, like the casual viewer, would find annoying? Or did they do a good job in it? They did a great job in it. I loved it. Cool. And what would you give this movie as far as a star rating? I would give it a 5 out of 5 dazzling stars. I love this movie. I think it's really funny. And even my brother loved it. Okay, so you saw it with your brother. How was that? It was exciting because we got to watch another movie together. And we both laughed together. Uh, do you have anything else to say about this movie? Well, you should definitely go see this movie. All right. Short and sweet. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest video reviews of new film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teens section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by N-Circle Entertainment. So I'm Brandon Sella. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a good one.
again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 